1: Fluffy bread, fresh tortillas, classic burger buns, and so many carbs. Carb fear is real, but Hero Bread makes healthier versions of the carb-heavy favorites we love the most. We're talking fewer calories, zero to two grams net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and seriously great taste. Plus, more of the dietary fiber and protein you want. No compromise. Don't skip out on your favorites. Just use Hero Bread. Get 10% off your order at hero.co with code HERO10 at checkout. That's HERO10 at H E R O.co. There's no place to escape to. This is the last hot. Oh, yes. On the left. <laughs> right your That's when the cannibalism
2: started.
3: Hey, when it comes down to it, big ups to John McAfee. See you in heaven. We can't wait to see you You and Jeffrey, our other favorite Jeffreys up there, just enjoy themselves up in heaven playing bocce ball. Isn't that nice? You know how they got up there? How? Indulgences. Everyone was actually, uh, in 2020, uh, everyone was uh, released from all sin because of COVID by our our fun-friendly
0: Pope. Absolutely. Uh,
3: But before we get started today... The only way I'm going is I need some funky ass. Chunky flute. <laughs> Are they <screwed> up? <laughs> <Whoa>.
2: no,
3: yes! <laughs> this is chunky flute? <laughs> well, there's two types of medieval flute. There's like atmospheric flute and there's mm-hmm. quacky flute. Is this yeah.
0: quacky or atmospheric? <laughs> What is, what is it? You hear the quacks? I think it's quacky.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome
0: to the last podcast on the left, everyone. I am Ben, hanging out with Henry and Marcus, listening to some wacky, quacky Woo! flute. It's not so bad. It's kind of good. I mean, <coughs> I'm mean, i dying. I'm dying. I could die to that. It's
3: kind of fun, man. Look at these guys. They got fun hats. I wish you could see here. Here, Kissel, look.
0: I love these guys. They're dressed so cool. Man, that's man snoods. Oh my god! Yeah. It's funny to see people who've been married for thirty years but are also virgins. Yeah. That's cool. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a super exciting episode. We're on to the Black Death, part three. Is this yeah. a
3: super exciting episode, it Marcus? Be.
0: Because when it comes down to it, dog meat. I was going through
3: this outline, and we did a lot of research today, and it seems mm-hmm. that there's a lot of burning humans. In this episode,
4: there's quite a few burning humans. There's a couple of grilled humans. Uh, There's a lot of bludgeoned humans. Uh, This is going to get very, very fucking violent. We're going to in this episode, we're going to get into the larger effects of the Black Plague on medieval society uh, and just
0: how badly people really lost their minds. You could skewer a person, and I think human meat would go well with a little red, uh, a little red pepper, and then you know what? Maybe a little pineapple because of the Ham texture. Well, it was weird because I was just about to say that because
3: we are so close to ham and pork, we honestly Mm -hmm. probably would taste very good with some like very stewed, like stewed fruits. Like if you Mm -hmm. did a baste, like Mm -hmm. if you did a long like sort of braise of a human thigh mixed with pineapple and Mm -hmm. apples and stuff, that actually might be really nice. All right. Let's get into it.
4: Oh, and we're also going to find out how those things that happened back in the Black Death are still highly relevant today.
3: Woo-hoo. It's weird. It seems like humankind has not changed a second
4: since medieval times. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so when we last left the Black Death, Yersinia pestis had made its way to mainland Europe through Italy and was quickly spreading from city to city and country to country, wiping out large chunks of the population wherever it went. This, of course, begs the question as to how the plague was medically treated. Because while this was still the Middle Ages, it wasn't the Stone Age. And in the grand scheme of things, the Middle Ages really wasn't that long ago scientifically. And even the people of the Medieval Ages. Like, if you read that book, The Time
3: Traveler's Guide to the 14th Century, it is it, you can really put yourself there. Humankind... Really hasn't changed a lot. And there has been some pushback on the idea that people during medieval times didn't bathe because there's a lot of scholars that are now saying that they did that. Obviously, bathing was a part of some groups. And I really think that's what's important to remember about medieval times. Like like now there there was styles of living. Certain groups were cleaner than others certain people liked bathing like if you look at France like just every one of these countries France Italy we now know them as one big country at the time they were all little provinces and holdings and little mini countries in and of itself so they all had their own customs like the south of France whatever it was was like the liberal side and then the north of France was the super conservative side and they ended up really fucking up a lot of shit and they all bond
0: over the smell (laughs) I was in Williamsburg Brooklyn for 15 years and I'll tell you one thing some people don't bathe there isn't that nice that's (laughs) cultural that's cultural (laughs) well in this period physicians were beginning to use
4: scientific methods to treat and diagnose disease although the methods were certainly hit and miss as far as effectiveness (laughs) went (laughs) nevertheless the beginnings of scientific treatment in modern medicine Laid in medieval times in what was an early form of urinalysis. Yeah, dude. Okay, what's that? Uh, it is
2: science. <laughs> oh, pee <pee-pee> science.
4: <laughs> in a nutshell, a healer back in medieval times would have their patient urinate into a bottle, bucket, cup, or jar. Sure. The healer would then observe... And sniff the patient's urine, mm-hmm. which would lead to a diagnosis.
0: Oh my god, and a whole series of new fetishes.
3: <laughs> I'm getting notes of pulled pork. I'm getting notes of cigarette smoke. Mm. Are you my father?
4: <laughs> oh my goodness, it's Johnny Applebee's. And while this sounds stupid, some early urologists were actually quite the piss-sniffing experts. <laughs> in one old german story it was claimed that the duke of bavaria tried passing off the urine of a pregnant servant girl as his own for whatever reason let him have his
0: thing was it a drug (laughs) test what the hell was he doing was he trying to get a job at wendy's when i was 16
4: (laughs) perhaps it was a test to see just how good this man's piss sniffing (laughs) skills really were (laughs) but after just one sniff the urologist declared that the Duke of Bavaria would soon perform a miracle and give birth to a healthy baby boy within the week.
3: Uh, it's because I chose to be a father. <laughs> I chose to be a father my of my doctor, Danny DeVito, my friend, my short friend.
0: Wow, that Arnold Schwarzenegger impression, much like you physically, is just not like him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I don't
4: Now, these days, we still use urine for many metrics of health. Back then was no different. Urine that was milky on the surface, dark at the bottom, and clear in the middle was, to a medieval urologist, a sign of dropsy, which we now call
0: edema.
3: Technically, that's called a dark and stormy.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You can just see the urologist be like, ooh, this is a good IPA. (laughs) However, should that milky
4: urine turn ruddy... (laughs) <laughs> that dropsy had surely turned fatal.
3: What does that mean, milky to ruddy? Yeah, what ruddy does ruddy like
4: mean in this circumstance? Red, blood-colored, uh rusty. You know, he, you know. I had some fun facts about urine.
3: Yeah. Do you know? And this is true. If little farts come out of the tip of your penis,
4: you have upfront Crohn's. That's not a urine fact. That's a penis fact.
0: Th- is a, that even a fact? It's. <laughs> and this is me. I'm looking. This is men's health.
4: It says here.
3: If, it says air gas coming out the. Air, if you go, if you make little farts and there are bubbles and farts coming out of your dick when you're pissing, you have Crohn's. But I guess it moved to the front. And then also, how how they, they really say a lot of it. Yeah, foamy urine is also not good. Foamy urine means you have soap in you. Uh, okay. Oh God. Yeah, and red urine. You know it's bad.
4: Yeah,
2: Do we really have bad. to ask
3: the doctor <laughs> if you're pissing pure
4: red? But no, but that was the thing is that this is in the context of edema. If it goes from milky to ruddy, then he's going to die. But they apparently saw blood in the urine a lot Oh, because this, remember, this was still the Middle Ages. And if a person had blood in the urine, the urologist would deduce that the person simply had too much blood. Sure. (laughs) You're (laughs) going to want to piss out some of that blood. (laughs) No, no, no. You don't piss out the blood. You let out the blood But it was already coming out of the dick No but you need to let it out of a different Spot because Mm. there's too much And you gotta let it out all at once And so therefore the bloodletting would Begin and the blood would of course be Poured into the streets later as a Nice sup for the rats Oh but even though your analysis seemed to be doing a little bit of good, an Englishman named William the Englishman All right. released a tract. Right. Tra- we know you're from England, Well. I got yeah. it.
2: What are you, you an released
4: you on a fucking NBC sitcom? All oh, right, this is not about your grievances. <laughs> he released a tract in the twelfth century called On Unseen Urines. And that tract changed the whole urine game. Sweet dude. Yeah, like the black album. <laughs> yeah, it did, yeah. In this tract William the Englishman wrote that while urine was still important to the diagnostic process, a healer no longer needed to stick his nose in a dirty piss bucket to make medical
0: conclusions. Yes, what are we, barbarians? <laughs> oh my goodness, but what if I just really want to do it? I pour the piss
3: in my ass.
0: <laughs> and that's how I know what makes a man sick. This, ha- this man needs an enema.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, Dracula did not loving it. Good work. Yeah. Thank
4: you. <laughs> Instead, William the Englishman wrote, a person could use astrology to discern a urine profile without even coming close to a jar of piss. I think you should at least go close to the jar of piss. If you're a piss (laughs) doctor, I don't think there's
3: a
0: way that you can avoid piss. (laughs) I do like this guy who was just like, yuck, 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 yuck. What if we talk about the stars?
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's like being on a first date
2: with one of us. Indeed.
0: (laughs) And so... For
4: hundreds of years after, astrology was a large part of medieval medicine and it played a huge role in the way parts of Europe reacted to the Black Death, France especially. See, when the plague hit France, King Philip III contacted the Faculty of Medicine at the University of Paris so they could explain the causes of the Black Death, particularly because the University of Paris Medical School had the best astrology department in all of europe no one's ever called the
3: astrology department of the sun valley institute of sandal wearing here in the wonderful san fernando valley of los angeles when it came to covid you have to get a phone number first (laughs) yes you do
2: but
3: the truth is is that while we're all saying like that's ignorant while we're at home what we know is to them that was high tech science Yeah. yeah so France, of all of the areas that we're going to talk about, they were the most quote-unquote high-tech of all of the regions that got the plague. So yeah. when you go to an astrologer, to them, that's like going to Steve Jobs or some bullshit. I don't know, some, some, some guy, some you doctor guy. Absolutely <laughs> nailed
0: it. Steve Jobs is not a doctor.
3: No, as a matter of fact,
0: he fucking... Didn't do it.
3: He ate leaves and then he died of pancreatic cancer he could have lived he was he a billionaire i
0: yeah.
4: know no the, the astrologers had all kinds of fun accoutrements. they had the telescopes <gasps> they had the the sextons they had all kinds of shit that they would use to look at the stars and to see where each planet was okay and these professors men of science all told king philip that the plague came about because the three higher planets in the sign of aquarius jupiter mars and saturn had come into a specific conjunction Conjunction. Uh. And their honest-to-God scientific belief was that the conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter brought about the death of people and the depopulation of kingdoms. And since Jupiter was also in conjunction with Mars, that depopulation was brought on by pestilence.
2: Pestilence.
4: I.e. the Black Death. Okay. Pestilence is still the fucking
3: most metal way of saying everybody got sick.
0: It does sound yeah. like a really cool <laughs> dark flower, too. Honestly, yeah. Re-
3: listen to prequel, the uh, ghost album. Oh. It's all about the Black Plague. It's fucking damp.
4: All yeah. Right. yeah. These planetary alignments were believed to have created what they called miasmas, Mm. which were concentrations of fetid air and noxious vapors that entered through a human skin and disrupted their humors. The
3: only smell that's ever interrupted my humor is the dumps that Kissel has taken here in the studio. Come on, guys.
0: Wow, you are on fire today. (laughs) Holy hell, I can't believe you went there. You go there. This is a real
4: shooter's gallery. This is insane. (laughs) Roast mode. As far as what humors were, medieval doctors, working off of what the Greeks already established, they believed that the universe was made of four basic elements fire, water, earth, and air. Can oh, you yeah. please say the- it properly, like we've known from the 80s? Fire! Uh, <laughs> Earth. Earth.
3: Earth. Where's heart in there? Where's that dumb guy? <laughs> they nobody gave a shit about with I the monkey. No idea.
4: Building off that, they deduce that since the universe was made of four elements, then the human body must also be made of four elements. Hmm. And these four elements were the humors, in no particular order. The humors were black bile, yellow bile, blood and phlegm yeah that's all i need that's all the juices yeah. i need that's not nearly
0: <laughs> as cool as fire and water and everything else no it's black what bile man?
4: black bile oh black bile and phlegm that's fucking great and all what? four needed to stay in perfect balance if one wanted to live and while it is dumb there's a certain logic to it that tried to explain common maladies both physical and mental too much yellow bile you're choleric meaning you're bad-tempered and angry all the time Too much phlegm, you're phlegmatic. You're coughing, shit up, you're dying. Too much black bile.
3: (laughs) You're coughing, shit up, and you're dying. Is that supposed to just
4: be like my attitude?
3: Or is that a thing that's actually happening
4: to me? It's something that's actually happening to you. Some are mental, some are physical. Too much black bile, that's what causes depression. Or melancholy, as they called it back then.
3: How do you get it out of you?
4: Uh, Purging with the bile. Oh, so you make yourself throw up? Yeah, you got to vomit certain things out. You could probably shoot it out, Using certain methods, yeah. I wonder what they would do.
3: Do they have a thing like apacac? 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 What's apicac? I have
4: no no fucking clue what you're talking about.
3: Apacac is a thing Are that you, that you take... it you a
0: new dog? No.
3: Apacac, come here. Apacac, <laughs> off the woman. Get ap-a-cack? off that woman. Apacac, I believe, is a thing that you take to make yourself throw up. Oh, a, a Purgative? Sure. <laughs> <I have no laughs> right. Abacac. Abacac. Here we go. I syrup. I'm looking at it. This is
0: the first time I've ever heard that syrup term. Abacac. You've said it like eight times. I think Whatever, with
4: the, you know, I think Dookie probably I I would imagine, I don't know for sure, but I would imagine with phlegmatic, you do vomit that, and with black, black bile sounds like something that comes out of your ass. So I yeah. guess okay. you, know, you shit until you're happy again. You throw the phlegm, you poo the bile. Honestly, mm-hmm. sometimes
3: that shit's the only thing that makes me happy.
4: Absolutely. But it does seem like the most common imbalance was too much blood, which led to massive amounts of bloodletting. If you took Richard Chase and you brought him to the 1300s, (laughs) he would become the head of the Surgeon School.
0: (laughs) That was a very scary truth.
4: (laughs) Furthermore, humoral theory also played into the qualities of all matter. Hot and cold, wet and dry. Because everything observable to the medieval scientist was either hot or cold and Wet or dry? I mean, I'm either hot or cold, and <laughs> wet or dry,
0: yeah. depending
3: on where I am. When I'm at the pool, honestly, I could be all four, depending on what <laughs> I'm doing and how long I'm there. I yeah. believe
0: it. These guys sound like a bunch of apococks.
3: <laughs> shooters Ooh. gallery. Some nothing but the best
4: for you guys. Absolutely. <laughs> Medically, blood was hot and wet. Black bile, on the other hand, that was cold and dry. Okay. Yellow bile, that's hot and dry. Phlegm. That's cold and wet. And I would say uh, black bile is chaotic
3: evil. Yellow bile (laughs) is chaotic neutral. Okay. Phlegm, that's lawful good. I'm going to put that that there. And then what was in farts? Blood
0: Blood. Blood is the DM. In the end, yeah. we all have blood, and we need blood. Yes, yeah. Travis Morningstar described my touring as uh, as chaotic evil. Yes. <laughs> yes, which I still don't fully understand.
3: I'd it, say that.
4: Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was mean-spirited,
0: though. Well, as far as how all this played into the Black Death,
4: doctors believed that people were more likely to catch the plague by inhaling corrupt vapors emanating from diseased bodies in hot, humid air. That's hot and wet. Okay, that actually kind of makes sense. Yeah. Sure. Ergo, one could protect themselves from the plague by keeping their air cold and dry or hot and dry. And in this, the doctors were accidentally correct in spite of themselves. See, Yersinia pestis does actually do best in a hot and humid environment because it's a bacteria. So when the weather is hot and humid, the Black Death does spread faster. We also know it lines up with the debargan and Marmot. Yeah. Uh, their <laughs>
3: breeding season and the durable breeding season. So it also oh works out at the goodness. same time. But we, we will say, too, that human beings, while they, they these all sounds ignorant and it's dumb, right? <laughs> all of this doesn't make any sense. But humans still had the same modern mind as we did. So they were yeah. constantly looking for patterns. So up until this point, this is their way of sort of sorting what they have just observed over now hundreds of years, like since the, the Romans and the Greeks, because they did kind of elementary medical yeah. science as well. And they're yeah. been tracking the Arab, this. The Arabs
4: as well. Also like the Middle East, they also were, de- they took a lot of stuff in the Middle East as well. There was a well, lot of people working on it.
3: When we went to go kill all of them for 200 <laughs> years, for a yeah. thousand years, from the year 1000 to 1300 for the fucking during the, the, uh, during the, Crusades? Yeah, I was going to say the charades. Which <laughs>
0: oh,
2: honestly is yes,
3: the charades. I <laughs> love that game charades. No,
0: man, we said Crusades. Oh, <laughs> no, no
2: ship, oh,
3: ship, ship, man. Ship. But we went over there and we went to go kill them all, but then we also
4: learned a lot. That's right. That is... was
0: that two-year Pictionary we had with them. <laughs>
4: <Yes>. <laughs> but, you know, they also, this logic also led to some really dumb shit places because they thought if the plague is spread in hot and wet environments, that it must be related to blood, which is hot and wet. Therefore, the plague can be treated by bloodletting, but that only killed the patient faster. It really did, man. I was watching um, The
3: seminal movie about the black plague uh season of the witch with Nicolas cage and ron Perlman.
0: and <laughs> i say Nicolas so, cage yes show respect please because he um.
3: is only about 30 pounds overweight in that film and <laughs> yep. you can definitely he barely fits into his armor but, <laughs> but it's, it's l- nice to see him swinging a sword i like him getting work i like him out there
4: um that's one of the only movies that i've actually uh fallen asleep watching in the theater So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Season of the Witch is one of those movies where it is so bad, it's great, but it's also super boring, but also really fun. It's, yeah. the, you know what? It's great
3: about that movie? It's the first 15 minutes and the last 15 minutes. In the middle of it, not good.
0: Oh, you see people getting a paycheck. <laughs> yes, yes you do.
3: But it's, I believe it's Christopher Lee's final performance.
2: Oh, is that mm. right? And
3: he's dying of the plague in that movie, and he does a great job, because they put big crazy boobos all over him and shit. But you do see it cuts to Nicholas Cage, because for some reason, Nicolas cage and ron perlman are both acting as if it's 2017 and they're not (laughs) associated with the time period they're within the plague they are men apart but they look at the bloodletting because they look over and they see the trays of all the blood because they would just do it onto plates right Mm -hmm. essentially like it's not in the bags and shit it's just blood everywhere and you see nicholas cage go these ignorant doctors they don't know how to (laughs) fix this man being like you are not? I didn't. I don't even think that you did the stunt of taking the step into the room. I want to say that there was a full stunt double that went in and just holds the sword for you, and then you step in and go,
0: "Yeah, like that's it." <laughs> Whoa, that's all he's got to do.
4: The movie was so bad that not even seeing it with like our resident medieval expert, I went and saw it with Jared Logan, and even he couldn't <laughs> make it fun. <laughs> he is a medieval expert. He is yes. Now, these medical deductions, both good and bad, were mostly the work of men who called themselves the New Galenists, who were all pretty much working out of Paris during the plague. These men were building off existing work done by Greek and Arab physicians a thousand years earlier. But by expanding on those ideas, these men were laying the foundations for modern medical practice. This is where
0: it all begins. When they were sexually assaulting their patients?
4: What? Honestly Honestly, <laughs> you are
3: you talking about just get, people fun? getting their dick sucked when they're at the dentist? The funnest way to get your dick sucked. I just watched,
0: I just watched Hand That Rocks the Cradle.
2: Oh God.
0: okay, that that would she be said, helpful to know beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, <laughs> was weird, that was a that weird wild accusation against medical professionals. <laughs> just, obviously it's because I just watched <laughs> Hand that Rocks the Cradle. Why <laughs> were you watching it? I don't know, it was just on TV. Okay. Yeah, I was like not
3: in preparation for their show. Like it's got nothing to do with the show. No, it
0: was in preparation for motherhood.
3: <laughs> oh, congrats. Thank you. My piss says I'm
0: pregnant.
4: <laughs> it's a On the dumber side, though, a physician mostly relied on astrology and numerology. Concerning astrology, a treatment would be prescribed based on when the patient got sick because the alignment of the stars and the planets would tell the doctor which organ was causing the trouble.
3: I appreciate what you're doing there, sir, but if you could just look at the guts. The the guts are the problem. I see you're looking into a telescope, sir. If you could just, it's here. The problem is here.
0: Didn't have that on my 1333
2: bingo card. He ate it. I ate it.
0: <laughs> Astrology
4: also determined where a physician would and wouldn't open a vein for a good old fashioned
0: bloodlet.
2: Look Ugh. at where the veins are, doctor. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> look I at where the veins are. Don't look at the sky.
0: Keep the blood oh. inside of your body. You have just enough. I promise.
4: <laughs> if the moon was in Leo, the physician avoided the back. If it was an Aries, he stayed away from the veins in the head. Oh, yeah, because of the horns. Yeah. And woe be to the physician who sliced the testicles or anus when the moon was in Scorpio.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Woe be to him. (laughs) I I I mean, uh, can I I say that even if it's not, even if the moon is not in Scorpio? I guess that's
3: what happened when I went to the doctor and they checked my balls for a full five minutes. And I had never, I had them have, I haven't had them check my balls in years well that's when she mm.
0: commented that they were a little small they
3: did say they was they were smaller and i was just like mm, okay but the, the other two attendants that she brought in there they were laughing and clapping but i should have looked at the calendar because maybe it had to do with the date and the time that i was in there maybe it
4: maybe it did. Did. as far as numerology went one physician suggested taking the name of the patient the name of the messenger sent to summon you and the name of the day that the messenger first showed up at your door then you assigned a numerical value to each letter in all of those words and added them up. If the number be odd, the uh. patient will live. Oh. If the number be even, then all hope is lost. That's any, it? Procedure that done, any procedure done is no more than a formality. I don't understand. I feel <laughs> fine.
3: I feel fine with you mean it is. What is even and odd numbers? What is numbers? <laughs> what is You kicked it? What is that? The book? Is that the type of bet? We're not even
0: listening, buddy. You're an even. I just... You might as well be dead. Will my insurance
2: cover this?
0: <laughs> no, but thanks for paying every fucking month. No!
4: <laughs> but while astrology and numerology influenced the diagnoses concerning when and how people got sick, ultimately it was believed that the root cause for all illnesses and maladies, especially the Black Death, was divine judgment. Yep. Medieval logic said that since God makes all things happen, then afflictions must also come from God. And since it is believed that the New Testament God is a loving God, then massive ill health and suffering must have come because everyone had done
0: something wrong. And of course, when Marcus says medieval logic, he also refers to 1985 Reagan administration logic, <laughs> yep. a.k.a. how the Christians handled AIDS.
3: <laughs> Nothing has changed in any way shape or form because nowadays what they say right is that yes it's a punishment from god but it gives us kissel marcus it gives us such a wonderful opportunity for what to show god's grace in letting these people die and be punished (laughs) by god in your sake and then we have to sit and watch and have the grace to again to watch them die
0: oh wonderful loving lord thank
4: you (laughs) And if one does indeed believe that the Black Death was a result of divine judgment, then they might also believe that it was the curse that one man of God placed upon France that brought the Black Death to their shores. Jerry Lewis.
3: (laughs) (laughs) This guy, though, if there was a person... That could curse all of France. I believe it's this guy. This mm-hmm. is one of my favorite stories in history, and yeah. maybe one day we'll cover it in full detail. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited I'm for so all ha- of
0: you! You guys are such fun little history nerds. This is nice. Yeah, I'm cool. I, you are cool. I
3: took a skateboard here. And it was hard on the highway. <laughs> Did you? Really? Everybody was honking. <laughs> I'm
2: sure they were.
4: Because I had to walk with it. Honestly, I'm yeah. not good. I'm not good at balancing. No. But. For this curse, let's go more than 30 years before the Black Death's arrival to March 18, 1314, when the Grand Master of the Knights Templar, Jacques de Molay, was publicly executed in France. Ooh. Now this was long after the Christian Crusades that had made the Knights Templar, and it was well into the time period in which the Knights Templar had gone from being God's chosen warriors to a bloated, corrupt organization with power that rivaled the papacy. And that's the key. Their
3: money and their power rivaled the papacy. So the papacy doesn't like. Competitors no. neither do the kings and stuff like that because the kings were having problems with the papacy because mm-hmm. this was involving the entire breakdown about whether or not does the pope control every priest in whatever country of, that they are in or does the king control every pope and
0: every priest that's oh, in man. every country that they are with. I'm just gonna take this remote control out, hit fast forward, and then can you finish up, please, with no. the 15 hour history of the Catholic Church? It's <laughs> interesting. We should do an entire series on the
3: Catholic Church. <laughs> well, I it agree is interesting because
0: the, these exact
4: problem, you know these exact things that they claimed way back when in 1314 was the exact same shit that people were claiming about John F. Kennedy in 1960. You know, when he was running for president. Will the Pope control the president? (gasps) Or will the president go for the interests of America? Yeah, Mm. meanwhile the Pope's too busy getting his dick sucked by a Fucking oh, child. To the, his oh, right. Very good. Very wow, good. we only you got you actually made it 2 minutes uh, talking about Catholics before you made a uh pope getting his dick sucked by a child joke. That was pretty good.
0: Nice. You're immature. I
4: am mature. <laughs>
3: I am you too um, but also the Knights Templar were like the cops over in their newly acquired land in the Middle East okay. so the Knights Templar also during this time period had built up all of these treasures and uh, various sacred objects that the mm-hmm. the papacy really wanted for themselves yeah. and yeah. That the, and they also had a lot of money which the king actually really kind of wanted for himself as well
4: right yeah. but even though the Knights Templar were indeed corrupt, This was also the era of naughty popes.
2: Naughty little pope.
4: And the papacy was just as, if not more corrupt, than the Knights Templar. And at this time, the Catholics were led by Pope
0: Clement V. I do. Pope Clement does sound like he can play a saxophone.
2: He does sound (laughs) like a pretty cool ass pope, though.
0: (laughs) Now, throughout most
4: of the 14th century, the papacy was actually based in France instead of Rome oh. because Pope Clement V was so horny that he moved <laughs> the entire papacy to Avignon so he wouldn't have to be away from his mistress. She knew how to do what he liked. And I And he guess. couldn't
3: figure out how to replicate it. And he's like, hey, 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 listen, why don't we just move the whole operation to my house?
4: All right. <laughs> But when Pope Clement V was chastised for being too horny, he would do one (laughs) of two things. The first thing he would do would be to plead ex concilio medicorum, which was a claim that his horniness was actually medically prescribed by his physician. Otherwise known as the David Duchovny defense.
2: (laughs) Hey man, the
0: dude is just horned up looking at aliens gets you all riled.
3: He's got to release it. I know.
4: (laughs) And if that excuse didn't fly, Pope Clement would then pull out a list that he carried with him everywhere of other horny popes. <laughs> then he would ask the accuser, oh, don't you find it interesting that the greatest leaders of the church also happen to be the horniest? Yeah, dude.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, boy, boy. Uh,
0: didn't have that in my 1314 bingo
3: card.
1: You <laughs> can't say it every year. You can't do it for every year.
3: But this is my favorite. Honestly, if I were to like the Catholic Church in any way, shape, or form, this
0: is my you favorite would like the Catholic. Catholic church you were actually you wanted to be a priest the only reason you're like one of those people who hates comedians now because they failed at it oh no like you just wanted to be Catholic so bad it makes a (laughs) Satanist but also
3: the Catholic church at this point was the most transparent it's ever been this is really when it's just about fucking and money and they were Mm -hmm. essentially the cross between a giant corporation it's this is nowadays it's it's more about money but uh, but it's not as about fucking, now they have to push everybody down because all the priests could actually fuck. We all just fucked
2: back in the day. Interesting. But so it was like way,
3: a, it's a it is a combination of a giant corporation and the mob.
2: May yeah. I
0: ask, and perhaps it's far too uh, in depth of a question, and I don't want to derail us. But when did so priests could have sex and popes could have sex it, in this era? Not, like
2: it, it, it wasn't allowed.
0: Co- it, yeah, it wasn't allowed, but they did it anyway.
2: Everybody but just it was, fucked. Okay. Yeah,
4: yeah there was like the the bourgeois popes were very. uh Sexy. Very, okay. very sexy. I, all right. <laughs> I love a man in uniform. <laughs> but as it was during this period of Catholic history, Clement V was a big fan of the indulgence. And the indulgence was supposed to be a method for reducing the amount of punishment one has to undergo to be forgiven for one's sins. Usually an indulgence would be given through prayer. But by the time Pope Clement came to power, that method had increasingly become... A payoff to the Catholic Church. Hmm. You could be forgiven for your sins by giving them 50 bucks.
3: Yeah, dude. Oh, it's nice. 25 gold florins. And they had a sliding scale for the, mm-hmm. depending on how much money that you were worth, you could pay a certain amount. And then it got to a point you could be for anything. And then the indulgence is a coupon for soul hours in the future. <laughs> so yeah. no matter what you did, you could be absolved of sins in your life. Right. So during the time period, priests could go. They could forgive you of your sins. But no matter what, you still had to serve the same amount of time that you would have done in hell in purgatory in order to get into heaven. What these soul coupons do is allow you to take that time off from purgatory so you can get closer to heaven. Oh, that's that's nice. It's dumb. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but it's my favorite because it's just like at least we're being honest about this. Yeah, yeah.
4: but okay. but this was this was the, the indulgences. That's one of the main things that led Martin Luther uh, to go nail up, you know, his list of grievances, which essentially created Protestantism. You know, the, the the big big fucking deal in, in world history.
3: This is we just got. I'm sorry, we waded into the high school history swamp. Like we're <laughs> in here now, and oh, we will yeah. work our way out of it.
4: Well, for Pope Clement, there was no specific sin that an indulgence couldn't fix for the right price. You could make an illegitimate child legitimate. You could pay to buy stolen goods. You could just buy the goods yeah <laughs> you could pay for the right to trade with an infidel and you could even pay to marry your first cousin if you so chose
0: oh this is awesome
4: <laughs>
0: so this, this is this cool man Catholic church is cool
3: It'd be kind of cool if if every single one of those like stepsister porns began with you giving money to a priest him handing you a certificate or <laughs> you going like Thank you.
2: Very nice.
0: (laughs) That's great.
4: Clement gave dispensations to nuns who wanted maids. Uh, He gave them to converted Jews who wanted to visit unconverted parents. And most strangely, he gave them to people who wanted to be buried in two different places, which required sawing the dead body in half.
2: (laughs) You know,
0: it's your top
4: half, your top half loves France, but your bottom half loves Venice. You could do
0: that put my dick in germany um <laughs> that is it seems like there were so many things to focus on there really but was then they focused so much on the afterlife i don't i don't know i it just mm-hmm.
3: they sort of did right like because it was a general part of of their life because much more so than now right we like to distance ourselves from death very often they used yeah. to have very elaborate end of life uh th- all public. the rituals all of the type of shit yeah. that you're supposed to do that like, you spent a lot of time with the dead yeah. And yeah, That's I guess you just wanted your feet in fucking London, you could just chop them off, but it Mm-mm. because you weren't allowed to mess with the body. That's the whole yeah. thing is that there was oh. no such thing as um there was no such Embalming. thing as autopsies or any of that shit because it was against any uh Christian rules. When I die yeah. I'm
0: going to get tattoos of both of your faces <laughs> on my butt cheeks.
2: <laughs> Oh God! Be buried Just, uh,
0: with your faces on my butt. It's gonna be a long funeral. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Very, very long funeral. Yeah, I mean that was part of why
4: the Black Death was so traumatizing to people because they were so used to all of these this pomp and circumstance uh, when you died. And you also have to remember that you know the the bridge from the uh, the real world into the so called afterlife was pretty short because all these people believed that God was such an insanely real presence in their lives. Every single day. Everything. God had his hand in absolutely everything. So, yeah, they were very concerned with the afterlife.
0: So people literally just felt like the children of Joseph Fritzl where they were just getting constantly beaten down, and they were just like, yeah. but I still love daddy. At some point, don't you just be like, fuck you, God. Fuck you, dude. Well, like, Cartman, mm. fuck you, I'm going home. <laughs> <a> little- Technically,
3: <laughs> that's going to be next episode. We're going to talk about a lot of that with the rise of the flagellants. But that's mm-hmm. kind of the, the uh, that's what happened, is that this created a massive, the, bla- the Black Death created a massive hole in the respect for the church that people had, and it created a lot of individual worship.
4: I believe mm-hmm. it. Well, since Pope Clement V was already pretty goddamn shady, it was he who acted as a surrogate for King Philip I when the king decided to get rid of the Knights Templar. Clement himself ordered the execution of the Templars for, among other things, drinking the powdered remains of illegitimate children in their rituals.
0: What is he, Alex Jones? Seriously, dude, it's the same shit. We're about to get... Dude, we're
4: going to get real hard into how much of the same shit all of this is. (laughs) And conveniently for the king, it was also Clement who ordered the massive Templar treasury be transferred over to King Philip.
3: It's about money, baby, money. Weird. And also the, the Knights Templar became sort of a, we, one day we'll do a series of what we were calling B-Team Illuminatis, like the <laughs> idea of like the people that would grow to the idea of creating their own Illuminati. This is the beginning of that. Knights yeah. Templar—they kind of became that because they were business owners. They started to really run their own shit outside of the church. They people were looking to them as authorities versus other people, and they decided to just cut them out of the deal. All right. By also making them a bunch of witchcraft, by also painting them as people that were heretics and witches, which yeah. is also uh, very often Interesting.
4: these days. So once Grandmaster Jacques de Molay was arrested along with all the other Templars he soon admitted to sodomy, idol worship, and spitting on the cross.
2: <laughs> but, I,
4: I do admit to being Ozzy Osbourne, yes. <laughs> but it was, this was only after he was put to the question, which was the medieval euphemism for torture. Advanced Ooh. interrogation techniques. It's, it, mm-hmm. it's the same shit.
0: Yep. Damn, put to the question. That is horrifying. So what kind of techniques would they use back then? Well, one of de Malay's
4: lieutenants testified that his torture involved hanging heavy weights from his genitals while he himself hung from a rope. Oh my gosh. What they would actually do is they would hang these guys from ropes, they would put it along, like they would throw the rope over like a ceiling beam, and they would pull them up, and they, the geni- the weights would be attached to the genitals. Then, they would <laughs> let them go, and they would drop down, and then right before they hit the floor, they would yank the rope back up, so they would be pulled upwards while
0: the weights pulled their genitals downwards. Oh my God, at least you can save money on sales because you can just use your balls to and the wind can blow <laughs> as you uh It's the exact around. type of
3: thing where you're like, I'm Big Bird, Yep. Yeah, but- it's me. I'm Big Bird. <laughs> I'm oh, all yeah, The president Ooh. came from the moon. Like you'll say whatever it takes <laughs> to Gosh. stop it.
4: Yeah. They of course the rack that was a big thing during these days. The rack. Mm. I don't know if you. I don't know if most people know what the rack actually does. You, you know you. You. It looks like they're just getting stretched, but what it actually does is that it slowly dislocates your ankles and your
0: wrists mm. from their sockets. How many? How many? Uh, clicks from the rack though until it starts to get painful because I feel like the first two would be like,
2: oh, ooh that's <laughs> yes. ooh, like, nice. Oh, I haven't
0: loosened up like that in a while. Another Templar had his feet
4: smeared with fat and placed in an open flame. And when he tried walking days later, the bones in his feet dropped out of his body.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I haven't oh.
0: eaten yet, but that might be sound I'd be like mm. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of that. I
4: made a good pull of pork. I'm sure so that made me think of mm-hmm. and of course there was also the standard tooth and fingernail removal. That's done
0: oh. one <sighs> by one by one by one. Oh I think that it still seems like the worst to me. It's very I know it's not mm. I think the, maybe the ball stuff is bad. Yeah. They're all bad. But
4: even though King Philip had promised life sentences in exchange for these confessions he still wanted to claim a public and symbolic victory over the Templars. So, going back on his word, King Philip executed the Grand Master. Which is interesting
3: because the Grand Master was like this kind of mystical guy, too. Yeah. They kind of thought he was as untouchable and as a, hmm. truly a magical figure. So, when they had him, there was a big win for the Catholic yeah. Church to burn him alive. Mm-hmm. And, but he was also very formidable, even from death.
4: Mm -hmm. The resulting public execution saw Grandmaster de Molay... Burned at the stake for his crimes, and as the flames engulfed him, he called down a curse from God on the yes. King of France and yes. all his descendants unto the thirteenth generation. Whoa, yes. and that's
0: when Salt Bay came and sprinkled a little bit of salt on. Him. Salt <laughs> Bay, Salt <laughs> Bay is two years old. No, I saw him on Instagram <laughs> just the other day. He's still at it. He he has
4: gold stakes. It's not <laughs> good. I know. This some believed. ...was the curse that eventually brought the Black Death to France. And from the perspective of the French population, this curse rang true. Because remember, this is like 30 years before the Black Death came. A month after de execution, the horny Pope who ordered the execution suddenly died. Oh. The King who orchestrated the destruction of the Knights Templar died a year later. And the Great Famine hit the year after that. Sometimes the universe has whimsical timing. Then, 18 months after King Philip died, his successor, Louis X, died as well. And his successor, Philip V, had to deal with a peasant uprising that was led by shepherds who were pissed off that the Crusades had stopped. They wanted to (laughs) kill more Muslims. It was 220 years of killing Muslims. We did it. We did a lot of it. And then King Philip's line just fucking ended. They'd been in charge of France since nine hundred like nine thirty seven AD. And what it do you just mean? fucking
0: pop. Just they ended. all died. They all just everyone he died and no they more, couldn't it. No more heirs. No more heirs.
3: All the the heirs died. They all Mm -hmm. died. And then it's kind of crazy to think that type of institutional family, like, because that's really what it was. It was one family line that ran a country for 400 years. There's certain things that I I, I kind of, obviously, that's the thing about this type of history is that the time links of certain things are kind of unimaginable because we still view everything in chunks of like four years, our cute little presidential elections and all that kind of shit. We're like. This was a one family that ruled a country for longer than America has existed, and it's already a thousand years
4: ago. Yeah, they yeah.
0: are they are pretty cute elections, huh?
4: They
2: are <laughs> cute. cute. <laughs> then, in
4: 1337, just before the Black Death hit France, King Edward of England invaded and kicked off the Hundred Years' War, which was the bloodiest conflict of the Middle Ages. This war, whose first of three phases that spanned 116 years, that first phase had started a decade before the Black Death hit. So when the Black Death hit, they were already in the middle of a horrific war. And the war just made the plague that much worse. And all this perhaps lends a little credence to the curse of Grandmaster de Molay.
2: Yes, yes. That's crazy. From the
4: grave.
2: Fly from your grave.
4: My sister is the best gift giver
3: I've ever met
4: The Black Death arrived to France by sea, landing in Marseille in November of 1347 after this plague ship was expelled from Genoa, because Genoa already knew how much damage just one infected ship could cause. Marseille, on the other hand, had no idea. You do make the Black Death
0: sound like FIFA. Where it's just
4: like, I'm
2: a ride by
3: It really, in my mind, I do see a gerbil with a grim reaper's like, to... <laughs> outfit on. Oh. And the sky is just going like, hi, I'm, I love you. You be careful <laughs> with this gerbil slander, buddy. You be very careful. Hey, man, if I see a gerbil, I'm stomping on <laughs> it. Do not stop it.
4: <laughs> by accounts at the time, it was said that the Black Death killed four out of every five people in Marseille. Oh. Although we now know it was probably closer to one in two. Uh, And that took Marseille's population from 50,000 to 25,000. Wow. But unlike many cities in Europe, Marseille responded to the plague in an almost egalitarian manner. Families and friends attended to the sick and dying. Nobody was abandoned. People attempted to go about their day with precautions, even though those precautions was like a smelling apple. And <laughs> local... <laughs> <laughs> I got my smelling apple. <laughs> okay. Don't,
2: worry, Don't worry, I got my smelling apple. No, no
4: admission unless smelling apple is there. <laughs> I, I am, when I am against this smelling
3: apple passport, I, it's, gonna, it's going on in this
4: country. I'm with you. <laughs> And local governments held strong in the face of mass death. Other cities in France, however, were not quite so reasonable. And none behaved quite as badly as the Vegas of medieval Europe, Avignon.
2: Yeah, the Windy City, baby! Very (laughs) nice. Avignon
3: was a very windy city as well. You know, it's Hmm. not called the Windy City
0: because of the wind. It's because of the corruption. Then why is the fucking wind so horrible?
2: Yeah,
3: what the fuck's wrong with you, Chicago?
0: <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet. I'll also, let you know as soon as I get there. Also called
3: the City of Wide Shoulders.
0: Really? Hmm. Interesting.
4: Hmm. Now, by this point, Pope is Clement V... F- I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now, by this point, Pope Clement V, who had brought the papacy to Avignon, had been dead for about 30 years and had been succeeded by three popes since. Pope Clement V had given way to Pope John XXII. He had passed on the hat... To Benedict the mm-hmm. Twelfth, and by the time the Black Death hit Avignon, the man in charge was Pope Clement the Sixth, oh. who just happened to be another fancy horny boy. Clement the Sixth is my
3: boy. <laughs> if I was going to choose yeah. a pope, Clement the Sixth is my boy. He's an interest. He's an interesting guy. Okay, they like to make lick. He was a businessman first, but mm-hmm. also science forward.
0: And, science forward. And mm-hmm. Avignon,
3: when you're there at the time period, it's this kind of like. It's a gross city, Yeah. but it, but it, the main thing that they boasted is that they had 11 whorehouses, while Rome only had
0: two. <laughs> well, it's a much better city then, isn't it?
3: You know, it's a wild city. Avignon was small, dirty, smelly, wild winds everywhere. It was difficult to work in Avignon, because mm-hmm. they said that when you went to go write all of your shit or do everything, you couldn't do it outside because the wind was so bad it would blow all your papers. So everybody blow your papers all everywhere, and not in the fun way. You'd have to go into a room with the shutters... Drawn yeah. as, like, a, in its stinky, smelly little rooms. So oh you my. Could go in there and just smell your own robes all day and write <laughs> all your lies.
0: What is this, quarantine? <laughs> you know, they call it the Windy City, not because of the wind, <laughs> it's because of the corruption. Well, just Alcatraz as corrupt, means Pelican. <laughs> just as corrupt, if not more
4: so than his namesake, Clement Sixth actually gave an indulgence for murder trading absolution and public support to Queen Joanna of Naples concerning the suspicious hanging death of her husband in exchange for the entire city of Avignon. If you want to have a, if you're a nerd, okay, this is for nerds.
3: If you really want to see how time has not changed at all, read the story of Queen Joanna of Naples and her celebrity trial that happened in Avignon. She was a super hot Famous queen that essentially it's 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 the exact story that we were talking about of what they found funny. Yeah, she was married to this. King, right? She was married. And she was super old, right? Yeah. He
4: mysteriously died in a mm. in a bad way, right? Where he was fucking well, he it was, was It was not mysterious at all. Like he was seen hanging from uh, a balcony. A balcony. <laughs> <laughs> they threw him off a balcony. He was seen hanging by his neck from the balcony, and then a witness at the scene said that he wasn't dying fast enough. <gasps> so they saw a fucking silhouette of someone reach up, grab him by his ankle, and fucking yank him down until. Oh, come, come, come on, fucker! Come on,
0: fucker! <laughs> uh, we've so got ball at 1pm. I know I'm trying to kill this guy.
2: I'm was making a lot
0: clear. of witnesses. It was very clearly a murder. And they
3: she was uh, she was having an affair with I forget his name but the affair that she was having was with this guy that was also like the most handsome guy of the realm he was this like famous kind of Lothario we'll call him David Duchovny the seventh yes they, but they had this very public trial and she had to go and 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 go to the Pope and say like I didn't murder anybody I'm just a sweet hot woman and then Clement VI being like alright well the fuck you gonna give me? I don't know. What are we gonna do here? Are We gonna have some kind of arrangement here? And she just gave him the city of Avignon for eighty thousand Klingons or whatever the fuck they <laughs> the <laughs> amount of the money is.
4: <laughs> and- well, it was supposed to be like that. The deal was for eighty thousand. Uh, yeah. Bing bongs. Bing bongs, whatever the money is, I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Francs. I don't think they used Francs. Maybe it was Florins. I think they used Florins as well. Uh, But it was, anyway, it was the deal for 80,000 somethings, uh, but for the city of Avignon, but no money ever changed hands. And Pope Clement, of course, came out and called her a uh, a woman beyond (gasps) reproach uh, and completely innocent and gave her absolution for the murder.
3: Guys, it's all gray on one thing, huh? She's hot, right? Come wow. on now. Come
0: on, Come on y'all. everybody. Come you're, on. It's cool, right? You're yeah. right, man. Things haven't changed. You look at Casey Anthony, they gave her Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> they gave her Tampa. Isn't that nice? <laughs> so, because of the influence of the man at the top, Avignon was a
4: mix of religiosity and sexiness. Yeah. With seven churches, seven monasteries, seven nunneries, and as Henry said, 11 houses of ill repute. Oh, yeah. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. everyone's
3: pretty smelly, but. It's fun if you kind of through it.
0: Honest, true question: If everyone if everyone's smelly, is anybody smelly?
3: It's honestly, it does equate that way.
0: Yeah, we went to Europe.
3: Yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) actually, I would
4: say more like we went to Perth. Mm. There was a there was a smell coming from those people (laughs) that.
2: You all people. Great Not people. all of them,
4: but there was, there was three people there was, in particular. There was, a, there was a body odor that I, uh, that it was new. It was There's entirely new. new. I, didn't I, like,
0: <laughs> I like a out new pack. smell, though. Out, it's called the Bloomin' Onion.
4: <laughs> but besides just, oh, and also, speaking of Australia, I want to very quickly thank a listener from New Zealand uh, named Laura who sent me an Australian Snacks Care Package. Thank you so much. She sent me some Kingston, Ar- Arnott's Kingston. Stop. So thank you. Killing markets.
0: <laughs> Please stop sending him.
4: I don't. I all don't. All sugary know. sweets. Don't just keep sending me stuff from all places. Send him his sweets. Yeah. It's what he does.
2: It's his <laughs> vice. Yeah. Okay.
0: And it's
4: also salties. So they sent me some chicken crimpies as well, which okay. are my favorite. Yeah, nah, uh, not
0: not chicken crimpies. <laughs> what the flying shit?
4: Chicken
3: crimpies sounds like a thing you can't
4: say about somebody anymore, you know? Yeah, Arnott's Kingston, chicken crimpies, and solo. It's the best shit in the world. But besides just horniness. Pope Clement VI was also obsessed with his health, and he employed a medical staff of four surgeons, three barber surgeons, and eight physicians, including one chief physician. He was science
3: forward. His belief was like, because everyone else was saying this is a thing from God. And what Clement VI, because he was this weird kind of modern pope, he was like, yeah, it's from God, it's from God tell me how the fuck can I be safe?
2: Let's save me. <laughs> right.
3: And so he had all of these doctors go, because he was really trying to weirdly get to the bottom of it. It's I won't give him a heck of a lot of credit, but yeah. he did try to say, like, science can maybe do something about this.
0: Yeah, wow. He's also, I think he understands that God has nothing to do with it. He's a pope.
4: Yeah. so They're, like, they're like, oh, yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. we've been lying yeah. to these motherfuckers for a long time. Yeah, he knows for a fact that the pope doesn't speak to God. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But while Chief Physician for the Pope sounds like a plum gig, that man was also in charge of monitoring the papal bowel movements and was required to keep a daily record of the odor and form of each and every turd that squeezed out of the Pope's ass. Someone's got to. Do mm.
3: they? I guess but so. Do they have to? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you can deduct that.
4: You Remember imagine. that, Kissel. So you can deduct that I if you pay for that, yeah. Oh my... And so, since the Pope obviously put great stock in doctors, he took his physician's advice when the plague arrived. Pope Clement spent most of his time during the plague in Avignon sitting between two roaring fires in the papal chamber because his poop doctor believed that heat would cleanse the chambers of infected wet air. And again, this doctor was accidentally right because the hot, dry air kept the chambers Free of fleas. And since the Pope wasn't likely to come into contact with the plague corpse, he survived without so much as a
0: sniffle. The only time I've ever wanted to be a Pope is fantasizing about that. I like the two large flames on the side. No, kind of sitting in there doing God knows what. Nothing. <laughs>
3: Literally <laughs> nothing. You go like, um, oh, I'm, I'm talking to God from two to six, and then you just sit there going like... <laughs> <laughs> like just doing absolutely nothing. But he is an That's he's cool. an interesting character because also remember when we were talking about about the what helps the plague spread, it's not just being dirty. Like I think that that's what we, we were talking about the bathing thing. It's not that, it's about the fleas. It's about can the fleas get to you
4: and creating an environment where fleas love to live. But Mm. dirty, but dirtiness attracts fleas. I agree. Oh no, they not dirty. Scientifically, like a dirtiness and not washing and not washing clothes and all that, that attracts more and more fleas. The dirtiness does play a big part in it, but it's not the entire, it's definitely not the entire story, but it is. Definitely part of it. Hmm. But outside of the papal walls, Avignon was falling into a horrific chaos. sixty two thousand people died in the first three months alone. Oh my, and gosh. within the city walls, seven thousand houses quickly went vacant, while rumors spread that the entire
0: suburbs of Avignon were all dead. You can almost see the HGTV show. Just flipping houses. Oh, plague house flippers. Plague house flippers. You wait until that's a thing. COVID house flippers. Oh, my God. This whole
3: family sadly died in COVID. But now we're going to show you this new pergola we built.
4: <laughs> the 24-hour grave digging soon filled every graveyard in Avignon to the brim. Oh. And as a result... Nocturnal pigs. Night, would, pigs! <laughs>
0: night pigs!
2: Night would pigs with root corpses
4: from their shallow graves every night until dawn. That's the other gets the rival gang to the east side porkers.
2: Oh <laughs> it's
3: street pigs versus the night pigs. It's who's got what shift? <laughs> Depends on where the sun is. Oh my god, I want to be a night pig so bad. You hot you Arcusle, don't worry.
4: <laughs> but when dawn came. Citizens of Avignon would see men and women wandering the streets, coughing up bloody mucus oh. until they died where they fell. That's the one thing the two plague movies I watched so far,
3: which was <laughs> The Seventh Seal and Season oh, of the
0: Witch. That's great. It's
3: great. But I forget that a part of the tapestry <laughs> of 1349 was finding people randomly dying everywhere. Yeah. That if yeah. you walked the countryside like Because the Great Famine brought people to the cities, but there were still people out in the woods. And eventually, if they wanted to go in and get supplies, they would all die, right?
4: Yeah, 90% of the population in Europe at this time was still rural. Yes, Only 10% of the people live in cities.
3: But they got this it because like a, they would have to... This
4: g- looks like a job for Night Pig.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Someone, no one's going to eat these carnitas themselves. Oh, I'm cannibals. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'd have to go out to the woods, do v- various shit, like traveling between districts, and you just find people dying
0: just like in the, in the road. I do love the different... Uh, types of research that you and Marcus do, where your reference is the Seventh Seal and Season of the Witch, and Marcus has a series of books. Oh, I read a <laughs> couple of books. You did, you did, he absolutely did.
3: But you have to also get environment.
4: I get it. Yeah, I'm with you. But when the corpse pigs became a bit too much to bear. Pope Clement VI consecrated the river and hundreds of rotting corpses were thrown into the water day after day to float downstream where they found their watery grave in the Mediterranean Sea. And as it was in Italy, brother abandoned brother, friend abandoned friend, Mm. and parent abandoned child. It was truly every man for himself in Avignon.
3: We really have to stress here that the panic that hit when the plague came Really changed human society. Yeah. It's I, the only way I maybe could describe it is like the weird social the, in America, like especially in New York, the idea of like what changed during 9-11 like that type sure. of thing, where all of a sudden you're like, holy fucking shit, everything's different. Like it's yeah. we we are we are panicking. It sends into a whole thing. The, the plague just fucking it it changed people.
4: We are lucky that the worst it got was people overbuying toilet paper and hand sanitizer. Yes. It could have been a lot worse.
0: After (laughs) (laughs) 9-11? No, that was idiots lining up to the pumps in Lubbock, Texas for gas. Uh, That was because our president told our parents to go buy lawn furniture. I remember. (laughs) The ultimate solution.
4: The only people in Avignon who actually stood by the sick were the poorhouse monks who spent their days swabbing pustules, cauterizing buboes, bandaging <laughs> gangrenous feet and washing bloodstained floors that never got clean. Oh, my God. And that is, of course, until all of the monks also died of the plague. Sure.
3: Oh, an aftereffect of all of the clergy dying is that, number one, the first wave to die were the good ones. Mm -hmm. So the ones that were the good priests, the one that you like, the ones that you could depend on, the good members of the clergy, they all fucking died first. Because
0: they actually helped people? They actually helped people.
3: And so a lot of priests just fucking ran. A lot of monks, they would just leave. They would abandon their posts. Some of them in the wake of all this understood number two, there's money to be made here. So what we can do is start to pay. You have to pay me for me to show up. Also, it's incredibly important for them to get their last rights. Right? So they started hitting people up for money, being like, you want me to come? You got to pay me. And then also the standards for getting priests changed. They drop the age all the way down. They drop the age all the way down until all of a sudden you have like a 14-year-old is the a head of the parish. Yes. No. Who's the oh, head my. of the parish going like, "Oh, oh God, God wants you to give me a candy apple." Well, that's the only
0: time a 14-year-old that's the only time a priest could have sex with another 14-year-old. Yeah. actually 14. Yeah, buddy. Hello. Yeah, buddy. That's Come just two kids having yes. Fun. yes. All right, I'm nailing
4: it. But what is truly amazing is that when you compared the response of Marseille, where everyone cared for one another and nobody died alone, to the response of Avignon, where it was every man for himself, the mortality rate was the same, 50%. However, the different responses still very much mattered in the grander scheme, because the fear and loathing that Avignon jumped into headfirst had a secondary effect. While the Black Death killed 50% of the population in each town, Avignon had more deaths because unlike Marseille, Avignon turned on its Jewish population like much of Europe did throughout the Black Death. See, Marseille, long known for its tolerance, was the only large city in France and the German-speaking nations to resist anti-Semitism, which ensured that Marseille's population of 2,500 Jews stayed safe for the duration.
3: Which is also the, Hmm. it showed the cultural divide because the southern parts of France were that they were getting, they were hip and they were liberal. And it became this place of of a burgeoning art world and where you could go and be a a poet and and make a lot of money. Like Petrarch, the guy that this whole thing is being a simp. And that's like what he did. <laughs> what does that mean? He would Petrarch, like the the term Petrarchian love, which means that it's unrequited love. He wrote these series of poems about one woman that were all his worshiping of this one woman that was married oh. to the person. I think that was Marquis de Sade's like grandfather.
0: I think mm-hmm. Petrarchian love. It seems like people who only kiss with their teeth. You ever had that? When
2: you kiss, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Avignon. On the other hand,
4: they made bonfires and burned their Jewish neighbors alive in an attempt to slow the plague. And when that didn't work, they fell into resignation and let the plague run its course, feeling no guilt for having wiped out a segment of the population for no reason at all. That's in f- horrible. In
3: France, more than the other places I've read, they really did slide into a complacency, which is really kind of interesting. Like they still had big functions. Like that big star studded trial, that was happening during the plague. They traveled in like they were Ted Cruz going to Mexico. Like they were, they traveled in and <laughs> no acted, seriously, huh. they acted like things didn't weren't happening. And they wow. just kind of tried to add they just tried to add the plague to their normal life. But the thing yeah. about the plague is that unlike a certain other type of pestilences, this one would kill a lot of fucking people,
0: right? Mm-hmm. So there, the, there
3: would be open death while well, they're like doing half like the festivals. population. Yeah, yeah I mean, was, like, half of the population. That's is a enough.
0: Lot. <laughs> that's enough. Um, what was the rationale for the anti-Semitism? Why did they? I mean, other than <laughs> was they, it just political scapegoating? We're about to spend a long time on that. Okay. See anti-Semitism.
4: <laughs> you
3: sound thrilled, Kessel. <laughs> yes,
4: it's fa- I mean it's it's tra- it's tragic, yes, but it's also
0: fascinating because right now
4: we're getting this is this is the roots of
0: modern anti-Semitism. I'm just so happy that I cursed my TV yesterday and was like, "Why I'm even alive?" Because it was like skipping when the uh, when the great game was on. There was a basketball <laughs> yes. game on, and I'm just feeling better about where yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah, things yeah. are good now. Yeah. 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 See, anti-Semitism was by
4: no means a Black Death invention, but because a large number of European Christians blamed European Jews for the plague, this time period stands as the second largest mass slaughter of Jewish people behind only the Holocaust. Now, to understand how the Jewish people became scapegoats for something that killed Jews at just as high of a rate as anyone else in Europe, we have to understand how a Jewish person fit into medieval European society. Throughout the early Middle Ages, Jewish people were painted as an enemy of the Christian church who made it a part of their doctrine to name Jews sinners and to name them as Christ killers,
0: amongst many other accusations. But like being a Christ killer wasn't super cool and rad. No,
3: honestly, being a (laughs) Christ killer. Oh,
0: it sounds like a name of a bad band. Mm. To
3: us, it's a really cool band. To them, that was like the highest crime in the world because Mm. I guess Jesus Christ was important. Love that white guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yes, that
0: white Jesus I love that super white Jesus and that thin Santa
4: Claus (laughs) In fact, so many sins were attributed to the Jews between the 3rd and 8th century that an entire literary genre called Adversus Judeos was created just to keep all the accusations straight Hmm. These tracks, with familiar names like An Answer to the Jews and unfamiliar names like Rhythm Against the Jews. And in that rhythm? term, and in that in that book, the rhythm really does get you. Yeah, did yeah. CNC Music
0: Factory turn to anti Semitism <laughs> at some point?
4: These tracks accuse the Jewish people of committing not only sins but breaking commandments as a part of their belief structure.
3: Well, they kind of sort of set it up so that they had to. They kind of put them in the position that they were going to no matter what, but we'll get
4: Mm into it. It is different religions, sure. Well, partly, this was done by early Christians to separate themselves from their Jewish roots, because as we know from every single cult we've ever covered, nothing grows a new cult and binds its followers to their beliefs quite like an enemy.
3: The medieval church was obsessed with the idea of the Antichrist and that the Antichrist himself would be a dude and that they were waiting for this dude to show up who would be the polar opposite of Jesus Christ, which to them, which I think is interesting, would definitely be Jewish, even though Jesus Christ was Jewish. Right, right. If he was real, which he wasn't. But if you went, if you wanted to say he started as a Jewish person. And so mm. this idea that they said that whoever would be, he had to be a Jewish person. So we have yeah. to constantly look through the Jewish
4: people to see when the Antichrist would pop up.
0: Oh, no. my goodness. Well, in
4: response, the Orthodox Jews gave as good as they got. They disparaged Jesus Christ as the illegitimate child of a Roman soldier named Panthera. Whoa. And they also said that Jesus' miracles were tricks, and Ooh. his resurrection was a hoax.
2: Ooh, what? Ooh, hot take. Whoa, hoax! <laughs>
4: but it also seems like the Jews were just talking shit on the new kid. Like people were peeling away; if they had to fucking respond somehow. This fucking this new fucking Christian is going to come in and start
0: talking shit on our ancient religion, which is fucking sick. No, I mean, they're all Abrahamic religions. You would think that they could find some common ground, but I no. Suppose, suppose got to have that enemy.
3: This, in my mind, this really came from the Christian side. They created yeah. this. They created a. Uh, they created the environment to create the enemy that they needed to live.
4: Oh, it's yes. like the Taliban. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Christians, however, took that shit very seriously. And between the first century and the twelfth, the European Jewish population dropped from eight million. To 1.5 million. Oh, my God. And that was because of the murders and the massacres? They were either killed in pogroms or just run out of the country or Jeez. run out of the continent.
3: Oh, yeah. And then there's also many different ways. You don't just need to mass kill people to kill them. You can put them. You can ghettoize them. You can mm. make sure that they don't get the uh, the sure. resources that they need. Yeah. You can starve them out. You can make sure that they don't get the medicine, medical care that they need, that they die. You, let, you basically debase them. You put them into a lower class or cased than everybody else and so they're not allowed to get the things that you get and so just living kills them
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay now the european jews that stuck it out were also banned from holding most jobs so they instead built their own empires by becoming merchants traders and most importantly concerning the pogroms and the black death money lenders see christians were banned from charging interest on loans to anyone that's known as usury, and as far as I know, it's still something that Christians aren't supposed to do, right? I, I guess so. Actually, what? I don't know.
3: Were you not supposed? Technically, back in the day, they made it so it was illegal for a Christian to work in a bank or to do anything like anything well, not, like the not loan to work, you,
4: Not to work in a bank. It was illegal to charge interest on the loan. That's what it was. Yeah,
3: but that's the inherent business of loaning money. See what you I mean like it is, that you're is how you make interest. money. That's yeah. that's what you do. Mm-hmm. So what they then did was being like, well, we'll, we'll put, so, so the Jewish guy, he can do it. You can do it. But then that means no matter what you do, the Jewish person just living the job that you gave them as a society is living in sin. They're living anti to what you do. So you have yeah. set the scenario where no matter what, we are diametrically opposed. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. But you're also borrowing money from that Jewish guy that's the money lender. Because
3: (laughs) because the merchant class has shown, it's the weird, I guess this is like the version of capitalism, like they they start to understand, like the the merchant class started to get just as big as the knights class, the people who fight class, because they could just buy in, be like, this is new money showing up for the first time. And a lot of it required loans to build all of these new, like, castles and business ventures and all this kind of shit. So it, it led to more people using the loan system. Okay. Yeah.
4: And Jews were also, they were banned from charging interest on loan to another Jew. But a special dispensation made by a Jewish lender said that Jews could charge interest on loans to non-Jews, and thus a path to prosperity for the Jews and a path to resentment from the Christians was born. Okay. But while owing money to Jewish people certainly didn't help relations, modern anti-Semitism as we still know it today had its foundations in the Crusades of 1096 and the God state that was created as a part of the new militant Christian faith. Didn't have that on my 1096 bingo
2: card. <laughs> 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 this, this is made yeah. out of stone. This is amazing. <laughs>
4: This faith produced pogroms, which, you know, pogroms are organized massacres. And these pogroms promised to wipe out the Jewish population, who were being stereotyped as greedy, hook-nosed invaders in art and propaganda for the first time, and certainly not the last. Oh my god, pogroms sounds like the world's
0: most toothless clown. P- <laughs> pogrom's the clown.
4: Oh, oh, oh
3: to my them laugh.
0: I'm oh sorry, son. No. I couldn't afford the uh,
2: the clown Thursday. with
0: teeth.
3: Please let me pogroms. die. Yep. Can I die?
0: All right, kids. Let's kill pogroms.
2: Yay!
4: <laughs> and if you want a great uh, comic book about clowns that's out right now, HaHa is absolutely wonderful. Good okay. Thought. But while imagery and vague accusations are certainly key to whipping up the ire of a community towards a specific group, true hatred comes from a good story and the original Jewish conspiracy came from East Anglia in the modern-day United Kingdom. Did they have AM radio back then, too? <laughs> by a, Ye old Facebook, yeah. Oh, yes. By, <laughs> <laughs> by accounts, an apprentice named William had been found dead in the forest with his head shaved and his body mutilated by dozens of stab wounds. From what his mother Elvira said... William had last been seen going into the house of a Jewish neighbor, so the local Jewish community was quickly blamed for this mysterious and shocking murder. In what would be a precursor to tragedies like the Salem Witch Trials, two local girls who worked for the Jewish families in town came forward and said that a group of Jews had kidnapped William after Temple, which implied conspiracy. Mm. They then supposedly gagged him, pierced his head with thorns, and bound him to the cross, to mock the crucifixion. Extreme. It does sound that way. From there, the story mutated, and it was soon said that Jews kidnapped Christians and reenact a perversion of the crucifixion
0: every Passover.
3: They just sit for four hours and don't eat.
0: So this That's is- all it is, and then,
3: and then you have a big dinner, yeah. but by then you're ravenously hungry.
0: So this see- is almost satanic panic as well. Oh,
3: Jew- Jewish
4: panic in a way. Dude, 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 absolutely. It, and you can see how it's evol- it evolves from they did it once, and the more the story gets told, it happens every year and it's they, what do they do it a, and it's, it's what they do. It's the, it's part of their religion. Mm. The story then evolved in an even more bizarre manner. But what's incredible is that this story is still evolving to this day from what this game a telephone had produced. It was becoming widely believed that all Jewish people suffered from terrible hemorrhoids because <laughs> of something. Yeah, because of something that a Jew had called out to Pontius Pilate after the sentencing of Jesus. We're Jew going, going apparently back to said, Pontius Pilate. Uh-huh. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, this goes the, back from
3: the... I, it started the day that wizard died. Oh my <laughs> gosh!
4: Uh, well, no, it was uh, what it, it goes like. The accusation goes back to something that a Jew said to Pontius Pilate. The, the Jew apparently said his pl- his blood be upon us and our children, and that gave them the curse of hemorrhoids. But <laughs> do Jewish but, people have
3: more hemorrhoids than non Jewish people? <laughs> I have a feeling they're just
4: spitballing here. Yeah. <laughs> But it was said that Jewish sages had told their people that the only relief from these hemorrhoids was the blood of Christian children.
2: Mm, Adrenochrome. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly.
4: And therefore, the blood libel legend, where Jewish people are said to drink the blood of Christian children, was born. So baby eating has been with us
3: for a long time.
4: This This is
0: amazing. It's the most hack shit Yes. Any pizza restaurants back then?
3: Uh, This is before (laughs) pizza. This is before pizza. This is pre pizza. Screw uh,
0: going by before Christ and after Christ. Uh, We got to do before pizza and after pizza. (laughs)
3: This is pre pizza. This is in a Garfield podcast. (laughs) Mondays. (laughs)
2: mondays
4: <laughs> from there blood libel grew from a hemorrhoid treatment to the old chestnut of international jewish conspiracy and it was soon said that the jews sacrificed christian children in one part of the world every year for no other reason than to scorn
0: christ hear me out guys what if they think it's really freaking cool <laughs> i mean it's the
3: most it's the most metal abortion i've ever heard <laughs> But this story, now we're in 1348, technically we had reached some sort of peace. There was, they they were living amongst Christian society. It was still tense. They always talk about there was a tension, but they were allowed because a lot of the papal bulls came forward and they were trying, the papal bulls were issued to say like, we we're cool with the Jews. Mm -hmm. And the reason why they said that they were cool with the Jews is because every pope always assumed we'll get them in the end yeah. because they always think we'll convert them. Like yeah. we'll just, we'll get them the old way. But do they even want them converted? Oh, absolutely. They wanted everybody converted yeah. okay. more than
4: anything. They wanted them converted. We'll Cause get- that's an
3: X ex- that's extra Christian points. Yeah. If you convert somebody who doesn't believe in Christianity. Okay. Right from your blade. This show is sponsored by better help. It says here, I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest and I guess I can share it here. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P pcom LastPod. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. All those emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. And Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. And isn't that what matters most? Better writing means a stronger impact. Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. You can't escape it. Like the ever-pervasing octopus of malice that is the NSA. Grammarly is watching your every move, making sure that you're doing it right. Data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly, into the very essence of its nature. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner, and it helps your team make their point and move faster, because that's the key there. Work smarter, not harder. That's Grammarly. You know how many times it saves me from writing a long, rambling one-sentence email at four o'clock in the morning to my beloved employees? Makes me sound like someone who doesn't just have a B.A. in theater. All right. I was taught how to be a tree. I was not taught how to survive as an adult. All right. My job was to cry in front of a weird Southern man who just told me all sorts of weird stuff about my body. I didn't learn how to write. So thank you, Grammarly, because you're making me the boss I gotta be to motivate my team, to get out there. Oh, man, you don't want to mess with them. Thanks, Grammarly. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free grammarly.com slash podcast. That's grammarl ycom slash podcast. Easier said, done. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish? Wow. I just got to learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm going to be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babble. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash l e f t. Rules and restrictions may apply.
4: Now, by 1348, when the Black Death hit France, Christians were actually committing the mass acts of violence against Jews that they themselves were accusing the Jews of doing proving that projection is not a modern invention.
3: It's always <laughs> fucking been like this. Whenever someone's doing a crime, they just say it's someone else is doing the crime, and then everybody believes that the other person's doing the crime because the other guy said it first. Yeah.
0: It's just so ironic, as well, because they blame Jewish people for killing Jesus, who is Jewish, and then they just go and kill a bunch of Jewish people who are the same religion as Christ. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's insane.
4: Oh, yeah. Every year, European Christians would celebrate Holy Week by attacking and sometimes killing their local Jewish population, because they they blamed the Jews for killing Christ, and they believed that this was
0: a way to exalt the Prince of Peace. So, The Purge isn't just a fun movie, mm. it was a lifestyle as well? For mm. hundreds of years. Jeez. Hundreds of years. Additionally, the
4: Jewish people were also hated because, as we said, one of the few professions open to Jewish people was money lending. And a lot of people owed a lot of money to Jewish moneylenders at this time, mostly because of the Great Famine. See, as author John Kelly put it, the average peasant farmer knew next to nothing about anti-Semitic rantings concerning the international Jew. But he certainly knew about the interest rate he paid on his loan every month. And he absolutely knew about the leg breakers that these moneylenders sometimes deployed.
3: I would love to see that this is a fucking premier television show. The fucking the money lenders during this time period, like these guys, like these guys going out there and like breaking knees
2: mm-hmm.
4: for the
0: bookies and you know, all
4: these people within yep. medieval society. I think it's just
0: called Goodfellas. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Therefore, money lending personalized anti-Semitism in a way that the church never could, and as a result, six major outbreaks of anti-Semitic violence burned through Europe before the Black Death even hit. Mostly, these outbreaks were a result of the ruling class using Jewish moneylenders as scapegoats for the problems they themselves caused.
3: Or mm. happened to them yeah. because of the little optimum. And then all of a sudden you have this, the, 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 the deluge comes and you lose everything. And then you, all of this, you owe all of this money to somebody. And then you sit and you look at your starving people and you're like, what if I just kill the guy I owe money to?
4: Yeah. Right. But sometimes the Jewish people would get lumped in with other conspiracy theories simply because people figured that if something sneaky was going down, the Jews had to be involved. Perhaps the best example of this is the so-called leper uprising of 1321, which occurred just two decades before the Black Death. Yes. Oh, interesting. interesting. I didn't have that on my, you know, talking about. Choose a year. (laughs) You get it. 1321. Good work. Bingo card. In this absolute bullshit conspiracy theory, it was said that a whole bunch of lepers had gotten together to overthrow the French crown after a secret meeting in Toulon elected a new king of France as well as a new set of barons and counts. Oh my God.
2: Right, guys. Let's go get them.
0: Who's got the sponges? Hey, hey uh, Terry, hey, Terry. Your, yeah. your ear is falling. oh
3: uh, Can you just chew up a piece of gum or something and put it on there? Yeah. I can't go to the revolution without my ears
2: no we're ready to leave
0: dude i love the idea it reminds me of the famous film dirty work which i reference all the time when the homeless people Mm -hmm. go and invade the theater just a bunch of people with leprosy running dude they are biological weapons they are oh god that's such a fun i would if i had to have leprosy that's what I would want to do with it. And my deepest, darkest <laughs> fantasies about
3: taking over show business, sometimes I, the idea of getting together an army of homeless people, where yes. you pay them out money, and then they come with you to the various casting studios, and you just you just roll over everybody. You just roll over, and you build the army, and you build like a, like a snowball going down a hill, and all of a sudden, it's an
0: avalanche, and its name is Henry Zabrowski. Yeah, well, then you, you do have to house the homeless after you do that. I
4: will, okay. and that's what, I
0: prom- that's what I'll promise them.
4: <laughs> yeah, man, after he takes over the studios, he's going to be making money hand over fist oh i can't we're wait we're making homeless period pieces we're making homeless sitcoms
3: <laughs> i am we're doing this this is
4: real now to give some perspective on lepers in the middle ages leprosy was by far the most terrifying disease encountered by the medieval european prior to the black death i it's mean gross i mean leprosy is still terrifying but you don't see it every single fucking day of your life like people in medieval europe did well, nowadays, there is also,
3: cause just because of the internet, there's so many ways to, like, debunk or what everybody wants to have, like, a hot take on everything. So uh, one hot take I've seen is the, like, is uh, not as bad as it used to
0: be. And <laughs> I was like,
3: I know that it's not as bad as it used to be, but know. it's still
0: leprosy yeah I think it's just because we have like antibiotics and stuff yeah we can still, treat you, it now you didn't treat it i think it would be as bad as it i used think to be.
3: it gets bad you do melt if you don't have medicine
4: <laughs> oh. <laughs> well over a period of years when you get leprosy your fingers and toes melt off oh. your palms bleed your body hair and eyelashes fall out your hands and feet turn to claws <laughs> penises putrefy oh and at some point the bridge of your nose collapses and a smelly liquid constantly runs from the gaping wound where your nose used to be. Yeah, we talked about this and you get hyper horse. Yeah. 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 That is that's so freaking brutal. That's cuz ulcers grow on your larynx. Your teeth fall out, you go blind as your eyes become covered in ulcers, and your skin is covered in large growths of abnormal tissue called nodules. Yeah, now it's called
3: Hansen's disease because I guess they decided uh, leprosy was too grody and you have to repackage yeah, it. Yeah, Hansen's mm-hmm.
0: disease, that's way too fancy for what this is.
3: Yeah, but you do just, you get a cream now. Yeah. Now, now you just get a cream? <laughs> now you can yeah. get a cream and it beats it. Oh but yeah, my this gosh. this is before the cream.
4: You're going
0: to want to yeah. get that cream. And you know, we still don't know how leprosy is spread.
4: Oh, God. We still don't oh, know. God. We, think it's probably, we think it's probably airborne, but we don't know.
0: Much like the movie Pontypool, perhaps it's in our words. <laughs> how? I don't know, but you ever see that movie? Oh, really yeah, I good. like Pontypool. I love yeah, Pontypool. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe it's comedy podcast that, uh, that started it all. Well, you just mm-hmm. got it.
4: <laughs>
3: you have leprosy now. Congrats. But don't worry, it's not bad.
4: <laughs> don't worry it's
0: not bad anymore
4: but what all this added up to was that people were terrified of lepers and lepers were therefore treated as the lowest members of society until they died of the disease and as we know people in power are always scared of the people they treat the poorest right so when a rumor began circulating that the lepers were about to rise up in france king philip v Known interestingly as the long one. (laughs) I bet.
2: (laughs) Oh
4: my. He was (laughs) 4'11. He ordered mass arrests of all the lepers
0: everywhere. I
3: just feel like that's a, gotta be a hard time for a cop. Yeah. You know I mean? like when you, go <laughs> so you, you want have us to go of, all of them?
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> so how do we cuff them? They Their hands are melted off. Honestly,
3: I threw a net on one and he just slid right through it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the
4: lepers who quote unquote confessed immediately were burned at the stake, while the others were tortured until they confessed. Then they were burned at the stake. Okay, mm. so just skip yeah. the ma- Just go right to the confession. Yeah. yeah, but since the lepers were supposedly rising up, a lot of Europeans figured that the Jews were probably involved as well. And since both Jewish moneylenders and leper asylums were cash-rich, they both made lucrative targets for scapegoating and mass murder. Because mm. that was the bonus on scapegoating the Jewish people, is that not only did you kill somebody to get the attention away from yourself, you also made a little bit of money doing it. Damn. Damn. And as we said earlier, most Europeans believe that the Black Death was a result of divine judgment. But as we also know about Christians, very few of them think of themselves as bad people. Yeah, you remember, Dennis Rader went to church every week. Yeah, Yeah. well, he wrote poems. (laughs) But the Christians also knew that God was mad at them. Uh And if God is angry, then they had to ask, why is God angry?
3: Why are you angry, God?
4: (laughs) (laughs) The answer, of course, is sin. Oh, it's good. I and
3: thought since, you were going to say Young
4: Sheldon. <laughs> oh, I
3: love Gallery. Today. You take that show down a peg. Henry. No, my friend Matt Hobby works on there, and honestly, he really needs to work. And I'm honestly, I, I hope for c- the continued success of Young Sheldon. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> What's wrong with you? I don't know. Wow.
2: Well, I did
4: the this morning. I guess you did. That so I'm most, weak. I'm was my week. I'm weak. Very,
0: very sweet well, of you.
4: Well, the answer to why is God angry is, of course, sin. Uh. And since this was the worst thing that ever happened, it had to have been caused. By the worst sin. And the worst sin, Ben, as you probably
0: know, not believing in God. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say God was so angry because of his raging case of hemorrhoids. <laughs> he had the Jewish problem. Oh, my. So not believing in God is the biggest sin that there is. That's the worst sin that there is. You can fucking
4: murder a million people. It's still mm-hmm. not as bad as not believing in God. Yeah, because wow. you
3: could buy a soul coupon that fixes that for you. Mix if all you want the,
4: to. Makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. But if you're a European Christian, then you believe in God, and everyone you know believes in God. But the Jews don't believe in your God, and it just so happened that a lot of European Christians owed a lot of money to Jewish moneylenders. Oh my I mean, goodness! Uh, but First Guess all, what you...
3: though? They do believe in the same God.
4: Well, of course, they're both Abrahamic. But they don't religions. believe in. But they don't believe in Jesus, who yeah, is God, because yeah, it's the Trinity.
3: Jesus was just. The th- the guy who spoke. You know what, Jesus gonna, like the president. It's not it's the Congress. The you know what I mean? He's yeah. the guy who talked. I'm torn
0: every day between worshipping money and worshipping water. <laughs> because, Are you my uh, Aunt Carol? <laughs> so, a lot of European Christians
4: decided to blame the Black Death on European Jews. Ugh. And many of them figured that even if the Jews didn't br- cause the plague, who gives a shit? Because at the very least... All your debts are going to get wiped out in the process. That's the key here is that you do
3: things that also profit you. So they do this. They, while well, they, they are actually doing it under the sort of that's their validation is the yeah. pogrom. The pogrom is their validation. Right. They are saying like, oh, it's we have to do it because they, they commit the ultimate sin. But their the real motivations money. And then mm. uh, same thing yes. that's going on with the uh, the weird ways they have whipped up people to go fight against the government, like calling the 2020 election uh, illegitimate, all that kind of shit. All that is supposed to like they think that they're doing it for some form of uh, cultural revolution. But actually, it's so a bunch of billionaires can save on their taxes.
0: Oh, mm. isn't that nice?
4: Yeah, well, it's, it's also they so they can squeeze that last little bit of money out of their supporters.
2: Yeah, yeah, oh, because you know how
0: wealthy they are. Oh yeah, yeah. God yeah. knows. Huh? I say take you get, all their money. I do Get don't a whole bunch so. of them together, and that adds sad. up. It is very sad. We actually talk about that on Top Bat this week about oh. how mm-hmm. oftentimes the poorest of us are the the ones who are built the most. They are. Yeah, of course.
4: Well, as far as how the Jewish people were supposed to have spread the plague, conspiracy theorists returned to an accusation that they'd used for centuries anytime they felt the need to start a pogrom. Well poisoning. Hmm. One story said that a rabbi named Jacob confessed to masterminding a plot with a network of agents to deliver packets of plague poison to Jews throughout Europe, all in a bid for Jewish world domination. Under extreme torture... Rabbi Jacob said that he gave leather pouches the size of eggs to agents with names like the Bullying Provenzal, the Kind-Hearted Merchant, the Maternal Belita, and the Compliant Barber Surgeon Balavigny. That's perfect. I love
0: <laughs> it. But
4: they also had Jet Li, the acrobat.
3: Do <laughs> you remember that? Because he comes through the vents and he's the I, one who can dodge all the lasers.
4: I
0: love Jet Li. <laughs>
4: yes. Well, supposedly, these leather pouches were packed with a poison made from lizards, frogs, spiders, Holy Communion wafers, and finally, The hearts of Christians.
0: Folks, the only way to get rid of the plague is this new tactical bath. I'm telling you, you're going (laughs) to love the tactical bath. It makes your balls feel like freedom.
4: These plague poisons would then be dropped into wells, causing plague outbreaks all across
0: Europe, or so the conspiracy theories said. A uh, question though. Now, was the well? Was that? A, I would assume that was a, a, a area where perhaps it could spread the the black plague, though, right? Oh, it's like it's the, interesting. Water, the drinking water and stuff if like that. If you dropped a fucking plague body down there, then yeah, sure, yeah, oh I, yeah, I saw I saw the uh, Walking Dead TV show.
3: <laughs> they they do that with a the zombie. Uh, there is also the the inconvenient tiny facts and hooks that conspiracy theories lie on and can and hold and hang from, which is shit like they noticed that the Jewish people very often did not drink from the town well because oftentimes they were ghettoized. They were when these like walled off contingents inside of homes, right? Mm-hmm, so they mm-hmm. wouldn't, uh, a lot of times they wouldn't even drink from the communal well. They would go to the river upstream of where the shit was and drink from the clean water from where, the, because they Makes were, sense. they understood that shit water is making some people sick. And there's some of that. some of these people are just wantonly drinking shit water. We're not. The well sometimes can have a dead chicken in it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Who someone to throw a bunch yeah. of garbage in it. <laughs> right. And a bunch of people get sick. So they go and they drink from the stream. So they started seeing things like that, saying they're suspicious of the wells themselves. And so they started forbidding. That was so the towns started forbidding all people from drinking any wells. Wells were all chained up and blocked up. So they went to go drink the shit river water oh. and got extra sick
2: oh, because yep. of
3: it.
4: As far as how these false confessions were extracted, authorities used special tortures reserved only for Jewish people. In one, a crown of thorns was placed on the prisoner's head. Then the thorns would be smashed into the skull with a hammer. Do they not have any sense of irony? None. (laughs) None. None. In another, a rope of thorns would be placed between the prisoner's legs and yanked up into the crotch. The pogroms that came as a result of these widespread, baseless conspiracy theories were brutal and swift. Spreading through France, Sweden, and modern-day Germany with a viciousness that rivaled the Nazis. Now, the more level-headed of medieval Europeans were quick to point out that if the Jews were responsible for the plague, then they shouldn't be dying at the exact same rate as everyone else. Yeah, Jews like also died of the plague.
3: That's where you don't understand because it's the double cover.
4: It's right? double they cover. Kill
3: themselves <laughs> the same rate so that we think that they're not
4: in on it. Exactly. I, I mean, actually, as we know, as we know from our recent troubles. Once a conspiracy theorist believes that his or her cause is righteous, no amount of logic will
0: ever break their stride. I would have to say if I if I could go back in time, I would not want to be a level headed. I would want to be really stupid oh. because I feel like that's the only way to survive <laughs> well, is to just be really dumb and just keep on pushing forward. We've
3: talked about this in various contexts, but I really do. It's really interesting to see through history and in various eras. Modern people are born throughout all of time so yeah. there's always like a contingency of people who are like what the fuck is happening like because there's some reason like modern cool people are bored, in every year and yeah. they just so happen to be born in 1348 Oof. instead of 1977 hipster
0: fashion that you was know? just fashion that then. was just
3: fashion yeah
4: snood life You know, Ben, you actually uh, hit upon something there. Some doctors believed that being intelligent actually made you more likely to get the plague, and the surefire way to avoid the plague was to be as stupid
0: as fucking possible. (laughs) I get it, man. Why not?
3: (laughs) Let me say, is this the movie The Jerk? (laughs) Why
4: not? That's incredible. (laughs) It makes just as much
0: sense as all this other weird stuff. It does.
4: (laughs) Well, on Palm Sunday, 1348 in Toulon, right when the fucking plague hit France, 40 Jews were dragged from their homes in the middle of the night to be murdered, mutilated, and hung by poles to rot in the town square, while Avignon was doing much the same. Mm. Soon after, the conspiracy theories spread to the German-speaking regions, and the towns of Zolden, Zöfingen, Stuttgart, Reutlingen, Hagerloch, and Lindau killed their entire Jewish populations, either burning them to death or slaughtering them with pikes, axes, or sides. I don't
3: Jeez. understand why it, it did. It was at its biggest fever pitch in the Germanic regions. Yeah. And I don't know why it has this hold on them for so long. For the most Jewish people during the time period were all killed in that same area where the Holocaust happened. And I don't know why. I guess it. they obviously must connect. Like, I, they obviously do. But it is weird to see how it plays
0: out over fucking... 600 years probably not a good time to mention this but my aunt and uncle had a great cure hotel in stuttgart and that was where i had my first <laughs> i had my first beer there i had my first beer mixed with coca-cola in stuttgart oh, it's a beautiful God. place i bet i, I bet, bet it is. is. and they've got they were very nice oh, they, God, they're, getting my... ni- they're nicer now oh i <laughs> just feel a pain
4: in my chest no, it was,
0: it was, government when subsidized mm.
4: when Strasbourg. They stripped the Jewish population naked and marched them into bonfires in the cemetery. And in Brandenburg, they cooked them to death on a large grill, like meat. See, because we're civilized, you see. That's what we do, (laughs) because we're civilized people. It's it's now, it's dinner. Jesus. In towns across France, Germany, and soon Switzerland, Jews were given the choice to either convert or burn. And while a few did convert, most of them threw themselves into the fire rather than risk baptism. Well, some documents even allege that between November 1348 and September 1349, all of the Jewish people between Cologne and Austria were burnt and killed. Oh my God. What was truly horrifying is that while some of these towns killed their Jewish population while the Black Death was raging around them, some killed them before the Black Death even arrived, just in case... It would stop the plague. It also just shows
3: what conspiracy theory does. Yeah. They got the theory first before the plague.
4: And so they
0: tried to retrofit it. Yes. to To the
4: reality. Now we have no idea just how many Jewish people were killed as a result of conspiracy theories during the Black Death. But what's ironic is that European Christians killed so many Jewish people during this amount of time that the amount of corpses left behind to rot did what else? But increase the rat population, which spread the Black Death even further and even fucking faster.
3: I'm not going to say that they deserve it, but it is an interesting direct correlation to the mass murders that they did.
4: It is. And all this shit is still the same today. You you fucking replace blood with adrenochrome and Jews with Hollywood Elite. And it's QAnon.
0: It's and the then same Of course, chef. you have you have conspiracy the way that it works because people can't rationalize what's been done. Where they just the then the other conspiracy is it never happened. Mm-hmm. Sure, which oh, I'm abs- sure also was something that uh, conspiracy theorists believed after they did something horrible. They're like, <laughs> well, that never happened. So
3: there are whole schools <laughs> of thought that say that the plague never happened. Right, mm-hmm. plague never oh, happened. Oh yes, there's people who say that it didn't happen. That it was that what it was, was not it? True, like don't know. They, they were like <sighs> that kind of shit. Where it's like the, the bubonic plague wasn't the center of it. It was all of these other things. There's so many ways to f- wrap all of these things around and change things as they go.
4: Okay, the, that's the weirdest thing about conspiracy theorists is that they will believe the worst shit about certain groups of people to. To avoid facing the fact that life is chaos and awful things happen to everybody. And it sometimes
3: it splatters. And sometimes what you what happens is that it is an invisible force. Because mm. think about this. The virus is an invisible force. It, it is it well, is bacteria. Going to this bacteria. In, in, this, yeah. in this case, right? The bacteria you can't see it. So all of these people are dying. All you see is the results. And you just can't maybe wrap your mind around the fact that because what do, what else feels like God's true judgment than a yeah. plague than yeah. the, and then a disease? Because it's also been written about in the Bible. Like you've been thinking about this for a long time. It's been a part of the tapestry of your belief. And so you really do believe this is the most present God has ever been, yeah. weirdly, too. Because you're seeing what you believe is the direct action of God happening all around you. And you're freaking out because it might also... People, I think, also might even freak out at the idea that you're confirming your belief in God as well, because you just start, you start to like think, "Oh fuck! Oh fuck! I have to clean up. I got to do all of this kind of shit." But instead of, I need to be better. It's what can I do to get this rage out? What can I do to punish somebody else so that they can yeah. experience the fear that I'm experiencing
0: so that they can, they can be punished instead of me? If God is like this omnipresent force that controls all of the universe, spend a little bit more time on Mars. Like you can just go, this, we're good on Earth, Dad. Just get on out of here. Go, go take care of that place. Life well, is chaos, though. Sometimes you're just driving down the highway. Next thing you know, you're dead because Caitlyn Jenner hit you with a car. Absolutely, <laughs> Isn't man. That something? You can win a million
3: dollars or you can no. get your dick ripped off by a
4: bunch of twows. You don't know what's going to happen. You
0: don't know. You don't know.
4: Yeah, I, but it's also like that this sort of like this anti Semitism, this extreme violence, it's also a form of laziness, you of know, course. because you don't have to change anything about yourself. You can put everything on another person, and I can make my I can make myself better in the eyes of God by killing somebody else instead of
0: changing who I am and what I of do. Of course, I mean everything is just being done by shit covered maniacs. Yes!
2: <laughs> this is just stinky, crazy mobs of
0: people. It's <laughs> horrifying. The
3: worst century to be alive.
4: Yeah. I
0: yes, I think you're. I think you guys are correct on that.
4: But even though many many Europeans reacted to the Black Death in just about the worst way that they could. There were still men of science in places like Paris who were trying to discover the true causes of the plague. Ooh, like Beekman from Beekman's World.
0: Also, there was a huge <laughs> ride on that show. There was a huge ride on that show. <laughs> oh my God.
4: The New Galenist that we mentioned earlier wrote and released 24 tracks about the Black Death with names like Description and Remedy for Avoiding the Disease in the Future, A Very Useful Inquiry into the Horrible Sickness, and... Is it from divine wrath that the mortality of these years proceeds? <laughs> is, listen, we need not catch is, your titles. Is this <laughs> a Dear Abby? What's <laughs> now, while the methods for preventing the plague were scattershot at best, these men mostly agreed that the best defense against the plague was to stay healthy and avoid bad air in hot and humid areas. Okay. One physician, however, disagreed and said that the antidote for bad air was... Was more bad air, <laughs> and he came on. He came upon this conclusion after he noticed that latrine attendants and anyone working a malodorous job, they seem to be immune. I think anybody who works inside of a toilet
3: is probably immune to a lot of diseases. Maybe because yeah, you probably <laughs> there, got them all around.
0: Yeah, is there some rationale when it comes to you know if you get it first, you have an I, immunity I, to it? Or no. No. Well, no, there is no immunity to the plague. Okay. It's bacteria. Yeah, you can uh, get yeah. it again so like and that. again and okay. again. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. There is none.
4: Yeah. Well, I think one possible reason why latrine attendants died in smaller numbers was because people who worked in shit were some of the few people who bathed in the river every
0: day after work. Ironically, the cleanest of them all. Yes.
4: Because yes. wow. people
0: still
3: didn't like shit. Right, (laughs) they didn't didn't like it. it. No, they didn't. So they had to put rules in place in the mid 1300s to clean up some of the shit. Right, like they had to go. (laughs) Everything's there's a lot of shit everywhere. We're gonna try to put it in a specific area in
0: the shit river. Uh, Barry, can you just stop shitting there on the street and just go down there to the little outhouse with the latrine, please?
3: Seriously. And so now you have what kind of
0: rules are these? Stop signs are coming next. Seatbelts? What's happening here? (laughs) (laughs) These people are shit right here in this goddamn street. And all of a sudden, (laughs) (laughs) I gotta go to the latrine. Try to control my freedom. (laughs) You control me. You can start with the asshole. Then they start controlling your mind. I'll shit wherever I want. I just shit in my pants. Okay. Yeah, I'm
3: I'm my own sovereign citizen inside of my own pants. Man, I'm just so happy
0: we're never gonna get that fucking plague, dude. We're so safe.
3: <coughs> I got this cough. Yes, because
0: you're cool, dude. Let's
2: go get hammered.
3: Um, but they, uh, the uh the the shit attendants would also then wash in the stream and get everything, and then the Jewish people would sit and be like. Why don't we go up a couple yards? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, like it, it's just it, it reminds me every morning I wake up and there is poops because I have little dogs and it's just sometimes you're just like, can it stop happening? Yeah. Can it, biological
4: <laughs> beings stop shitting, please? Plug it up. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: But because these these people like they wash themselves in
4: the river every day after work and they washed all the shit off of their clothes every day after work. OK. They didn't have as many encounters with fleas as, say, you know, somebody who like a farmer who never took a bath. Who never washed his clothes. Right. But even so, on this physician's advice, the bad air after bad air guy, people could be seen during the Black Death. Crouching over the trenches, leading from public latrines, oh inhaling as much <laughs> shit smell as they could get into their noses to ward off of the pla- to ward off the plague. What is it with <laughs> anti semitism? Just, be <laughs> just to be <laughs> <laughs>
0: What is it with anti semitism and the love of shit? A tradition carried go- on by Hitler himself.
2: It's just combined.
4: <laughs> and that wasn't the only bad after bad remedy related to feces. One treatment for plague buboes was to cover them in human shit and blood. <laughs> no, the, dude, that
2: the, is just The plague
4: right. was so bad that physicians were willing to try anything to give I, people a little relief. You want to be covered in shit? <laughs> you want to be covered in shit? I would cover your shit.
0: <laughs> honestly, I don't uh, want to be covered uh, in I, shit. I'm getting at a loss here. I don't we even did- think it's going to work.
4: Well, they're just trying whatever gross shit they can try. I mean, you th- you think about it, like fucking bacteria, like antibiotics. That's mold. What? You know, yeah, it's mold. Like, we mold. Oh. we trying. We were just trying whatever gross shit we could try, and they were doing yeah. the same. And if someone's dying of the plague, they're just uh, 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 and barely conscious. Yeah, you smear some shit on the bubo, see if it helps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> go rub some sand on it and tough it up. It was like, go, go rub a little shit on yeah. that. Toughen <laughs> up, it up. It a little, Jesus,
4: Dad. Hmm. But these plague tracks did have some helpful information. They recommended a nutritious diet and avoiding stress and depression, which the Parisian doctors, I fucking love this, they actually wonderfully described it as accidents of the soul. Things are
3: just cooler in France. They do yeah. like say things with more poetic license in France. No. Yeah.
0: I mean, we, they did just, we talked about how they were sniffing shit.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they made it into
0: a nice poem. Yeah. That's yeah.
4: True. <laughs> and this is, I mean, and this actually worked. I mean, good diet and lower stress, both of those things raises your immune system. And oh, yeah, man. A raised, you, a raised immune system helps to prevent the plague. The only thing that beats COVID is uh, vitamin D and zinc. That,
3: that's, yeah, it. that's it. That's <laughs> the only <laughs> thing that
0: gets it. And yeah. only take your COVID advice from this show. Yeah. Only. <laughs> <laughs> Now,
4: one thing you might have noticed is that the vast majority of these tactics are about avoiding the plague in the first place, because when it came to treating the plague after the fact, physicians had very little idea on what to do. There was, of course, the standard bleeding and purging, and there was a sort of logic as to where they should bleed and for how long. Uh, It just didn't work. It just killed the patient faster. The best advice they had was that when you knew the plague was coming, run far And run fast. Yep.
0: (laughs) Just start screaming. Seriously, just get out of
4: town. Get out of town. Oh, gosh. But but most people couldn't run or they wouldn't run. And the vast majority simply waited for the plague to come. And you knew the Black Death was on its way. You knew it was weeks away. And you knew when it was days away. Finally, the plague would arrive. And when it arrived in Paris... It claimed 50,000 people in just the first six months. Wow.
0: Did they... uh you know what we we kind of did it with covid by making like the little spore look like a personality like it was from that yeah, stupid flow like S- flownax Fl- yeah. commercial or whatever oh yes did they what's that called when you humanize uh, something anthropomorphizing did, did they do that with this i mean because when you well, think about like the bible and stuff you talk about like the uh, you know the death coming and wiping all the lamb's blood on the door and all that shit like they really made it tangible did they do that with this as well they didn't know
4: uh, they didn't have a concept for the plague being an organism well, you that's know, they, kind of they, what
3: they attributed to the Antichrist. The Antichrist was supposed to be the person that this was. All of this was happening because the Antichrist was here it was going to set up the final days. So basically,
0: right? you want to be the you don't want to be the last guy in town when the plague came because then they're going to be like, "You just showed
2: up, y- Timmy. You did it. <laughs> You're out
0: of here." From France, the plague
4: moved on to France's enemy, England. Oh, which is where we'll end our series on the Black Death next week wow, oh my guys. god this is
0: frick this i'm just gonna this is a pretty interesting subject this yeah. is it is it <laughs> Isn't really it? is it's crazy yeah. i can't believe we went all the way from smelling shit in a, in a latrine to talking about the papacy this is fantastic uh, stuff. Oh, and next week, we're going to get into Marcus
3: and f- I's favorite, oh. the flagellants. Yeah. The flagellants! <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited! I
0: can't wait.
3: And we'll talk about more of the far-reaching implications of the plague. Uh, this is, I mean, I'm endlessly fascinated. I want to be in medieval times. No, you do not. You know what it is you about? You couldn't even
0: go camping with me. No, I can't. No, 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 no. no. But I like to see it through
3: time-traveling binoculars. You- um, <laughs> I think that humans... While deeply flawed during this time period and and awful at the same time, there's something intrinsically, there's so condensed, there's so much condensed humanity in the medieval times where you really are, they're passionate, intense, fucked up. There's moments of pure beauty and joy, as you see eventually when you get to the Renaissance, all that kind of shit. There's a lot of people saying the Renaissance were actually stinkier than the medieval times, which is interesting.
0: Is that right? I
3: guess because of the fashion. Oh, mm. stinky fashion. Um, okay. Stinky fashion. But there's just something about like, this is a... It's a fucked up and interesting as hell
0: it really is
4: well the middle ages it's the the part of why it's so fascinating is because it is the beginning of modern society like you you can see so many things that are still echoed uh in modern times where you know something that may have happened you know a thousand years earlier or even 500 years earlier it's a little too far removed but with medieval times like you can you can still go out and see
0: this shit you know the castles are still there I'm pretty sure we showed a video of a man swimming in an outhouse at uh, Bonnaroo, Mm -hmm. uh, swimming Mm -hmm. in human shit. They're out there. They love it. People still love to smell dookie.
3: Plague was in Colorado
0: last week when we were there. Was it? Yes. Squirrels with
3: plague were found. What? And then, um, oh, yes. Somebody died of the plague in Florida not that long ago well, we
0: talked about the bubonic plague as well recently oh yes. somebody, no. from, somebody got that that's still that's still around it's evidently still yeah, so, it's still oh, around that's, that's great. great it still
3: pops up but next week we're going to conclude i'm very very excited um i want to give a shout out to my sister jackie zaprowski uh, she's starting a new twitch show with a sex therapist where she's going to talk about her icky parts i can't listen i can't okay, watch her, the show.
2: it's
0: not her icky parts It's the biological her, part. on her it's an icky part it's not it's your sister she's wonderful and beautiful but mm-hmm. it's
3: Twitch.tv slash Oh No It's Jackie. Uh, she's oh. doing it on Tuesday nights. Uh, you should check it out. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, hell yeah, that's awesome. Uh, um, we also going to tease that we have live dates.
0: We have live dates, and we're going to let you know as but soon as we can. We There's are just
3: teasing you because that's what we were told to do. We're teasing you. or <laughs> Nina. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't. We're teasing you, um, but we can't say anything. So I, why are we teasing you? <laughs>
0: you know. We're doing do this. we're doing what we were told. We were told to do this in the worst way possible. Evidently, yes, we do have some live shows coming up, so, so we will we will let you know in the very near future. We got a bunch of dates, and we can't wait to go to a town near you. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. We hope uh, you're enjoying uh, summer. It's getting hot out there, oh, so enjoy really it. Is. And uh, yeah, indeed, I hope everyone is, this is great. healthy and not have the bubonic plague. Or if, I mean, if you whatever.
3: have it, honestly, you can get antibiotics you can beat it now
0: yeah and who needs a nose if you have Um, leprosy let it go and we're gonna say goodbye
3: but right after this we're gonna leave with what i think is the the best rendition i've heard of what someone brought up to me was a thing called bardcore which is a style of modern modern medieval music this is from beetle the bardcore um we're gonna play (laughs) a version of everybody's favorite song Wet ass
0: pussy. Oh, wet ass pussy. <laughs> Starts and, uh, also in the butt, like to... d- drips down to the pussy. Yeah.
4: And I'd also like to give a shout out to uh Howie over at Feral Boy Knives, who sent me this <laughs> fantastic, <laughs> insanely cool knife it's and frickin... a knife case. Like knives put it are on my so belt. much
0: Marcus and I were talking knives are cooler than guns. So we get into knives. Yeah. Alright everyone. I uh, hope you're happy and safe and healthy out there. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Oh hell key. Magus delations, everybody.
3: Hail me. Ooh.
0: This is actually pretty awesome. Yeah, it's kind of like dark. Was this, th- would this be a traditional sound back then? I don't know. Okay. I mean, not the Cardi B lyrics.
3: Yeah, I don't fucking know. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.